are here if you need for another episode. Episode nine, I believe. Jeez, it's getting long, isn't it? Stanners. Do you know, I'm actually lucky to get here today because I'm hopeless at filling my car up with petrol. Oh, no, and don't I was tell me. Beyond empty. As I was driving here this morning. There's nothing worse if you run out of petrol before. <laughs> no, I never. Have a few times. <laughs> there was one stage where I was actually driving around with a jerry can in <laughs> in my case. boot because I was it was happening too often. Well, you were going to be the one that I was going to call <laughs> here if you need. I thought I you, my, my podcast buddy, has to help me out if I run They're out of petrol. They're a very flash car, so it would be even more embarrassing yeah. for you. Yeah, I don't think my car sponsor would be happy knowing that I let it run to empty. <laughs> hey, we digress. <laughs> we digress. I think it's time we introduce our guest. I've been waiting all season to get this girl on, Katie Thwaites. Hi. Welcome to Here If You Need. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Have you been a listener? I have been a listener. Yep. I love the podcast land and I've listened to all sorts of different netty. You, you're just podcasting Isn't around at the moment. Oh, sorry. I am doing I don't really know where a loyalty lies. <laughs> This was my first one. This was the one okay. I signed up to first. This so. is the initial one. The and initial then you've one. You've got the inner circle. The is inner it? circle. Yeah, yep. going on. That's another netty one. And I actually heard your podcast with Will Anderson oh, recently, yes. which was a great. I listen. do love Willosophy as a potty. Yeah. He does interviews. Yeah, it was really that cool people. A bit of pressure going yes. on a, a podcast with someone that's actually funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't try and be funny on it, that's for sure. But even I listened to it and you I'm don't so beat intrigued. Them at their own game, no, no, no way. But he was just he was really serious and I didn't know how to take him, but and it's a long chat, it went for like ninety minutes. Wow. I know. Who knew I could talk? Interesting. It was very intriguing, actually. You like that? Yeah. Netty fans, get onto it. Have oh. a listen. It was um, after you yeah. listen to here a few days. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you're listening to this yeah. to be able to get onto that. <laughs> what other podcasts do you like? Now we're talking about it. What's other um, ones that Netty well, fans can I've get onto? Just, well, this is not not netball at all, but um, one that I've just got onto is um, Andrew Denton's interview. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. I watch the TV show too. It's yeah, so it's it's pretty much the same thing. They just do it in a podcast form. So it's the same um, same interviews that he does on the TV, but it's yeah different medium. So yeah, so got onto those. But he's got some great guests. He's such a great interviewer. He's really good. So yeah. you guys, I'll be measuring you against Andrew Denton's standards today. <laughs> oh no worries. <laughs> he's got nothing on us. No, but the one... big questions here, if you need <laughs> the big questions. And and my first big question to oh, you, Katie, is. The keys that you've brought in. Oh, can I? Can you please this... show the camera what this is? This absolute atrocity going on here. There's a lot of, you can hear that. There's a lot there's, of keys. There's I... a lot of bulk about my key set at the moment. I made the comment, she's like a jail warden. <laughs> like, I want to know how you carry that around. Well, I've got my VIS pass on here. I've yeah. got my, t- well, two sets of car keys, Ooh. which sometimes, you know, if your partner steals one car and you've got to grab jump into the other one. Got house keys. I've got my little, um, you know, car. You've um, got key rings. Yep, key rings. I've got my netball, netball Vic, Vixen's key ring on here. Important. All the important things. Wow. But no, the girls, um, Emily Mannix in particular said, has been at me for a few weeks going, what the hell is this? We need to cut this back. So, <laughs> Are you a forgetful person? Do you need to have it all there so you're not um, forgetting things? No. Well, it's I've also got a lanyard on it and it's mainly because when it's in your, when your keys are in your bag and you can't find your keys, like it's quite easy to grab hold of a lanyard <laughs> and just yank and pull them out. So um, yeah, 
So that maybe we can introduce this as a topic on here if you need. <laughs> How do you carry keys? How do you carry <laughs> keys? What's in your handbag? Yeah. What can? Well, it's more of a like. What can you tell about me as a person, knowing that this is the situation <laughs> going got, on in you've my got pocket? A lot going on in your life. <laughs> Actually, another Not question. Very organised <laughs> on that because I was talking to Kate and Lizzie yesterday, and we made a catch-up time. And here I am putting it in my iPhone as, you know, just a normal calendar kind of invite. And those two are writing it in their diary and highlighting yeah. in their handwritten diary. Now, are you a handwritten diary or an iPhone calendar? I've got a handwritten diary. You've got a so handwritten diary. So do I. What? Yep. I yeah. can't cope I, with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the iPhone diary. I just don't find it sort of. Not, not reliable. So you carry around a diary absolutely. with you. I've got to write it down. Yeah. It, would be, it would be Samsung diary on, in oh, my sorry. case. Sorry, <sighs> Samsung <laughs> diamonds, yes. <laughs> um, okay, I'm yeah. clearly outvoted on this one. I'll stand down. Uh, Katie, let's chat about the match at the weekend. It was a little bit frightful as a, uh, as a Vixens fan watching. Um, did you feel – do you know what? There's something about playing a team that's – battling a little bit. Did you feel a little bit of pressure stepping out onto court, maybe pre-match, even after the first quarter when they nabbed that bonus point in the last few seconds, the crowd got around them. I felt a little bit nervous. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like we definitely were still in control, I Mm. guess, at that point in time. And the, and the fact that they got that bonus point in the dying seconds, we've spoken about that scenario multiple times Mm. and it crossed my mind. I was like, there's 12 seconds left on the clock and should I shoot this goal or should I play it around? But we've 100% gone in with the, we're going to back our defenders to yeah. get those intercepts. And um, I guess, you know, that one was just, you know, it was, Gretel pulled in an absolutely incredible yeah, ball to be, able, to be able to get that um, that final bonus point. But um, yeah, it's, I, I guess for us, um, we felt like we had another another gear, and yeah, we were, and you, you did know, feel the, that yeah, kind of having well. that um, having that grind. But I, I guess the the bit for us to address is that why aren't we going out there and playing in that mm. manner to begin with, and having to? So, yeah. A question for both of you. I want to get your thoughts on this as well, Bianca. When you're playing, how do you attack a game like that? Because is do you feel a little bit of pressure playing against a club or a team that hasn't won a game? I don't know if you feel pressure. I think the hardest thing is, is to perform at your best all the time. Yeah. That, that consistency across whether it's all quarters or whether it's cross consecutive games. And I think, especially for you girls coming off the back of the Collingwood loss, there would have been in the back of their minds that, right, we have to go out there and play our absolute best. And that's sometimes when the worry gets, you know, in your head and in that first and second quarter. Especially after a slow start the week before, mm. you know, yeah. it, it, it's all... And it dep- it, yeah, it's more a mental hurdle. But what did Simone say at halftime? Was it? Um, I think for for us in terms of uh, like some of the issues that we've had in kind of the last you know three or four games has been around our conversion um, um, with our centre passes and also our can. Um, um, gain ball. So, um, so take our listeners through what that actually means, what those stats actually mean. So we look at a, I guess, as a standard, we're kind of wanting to get about 75, 80% um, conversion of our center passes. So, um, if we can, if we can be hitting those numbers, then generally, um, you, you come away with a win, um, in terms of, that for your center pass, but also the ball that our defenders are getting back for us. Um, we also want to be 
converting a higher percentage of that. The last so, thing you want is to throw away that ball, isn't it? Yeah, Ooh, so those balls so that... So annoying. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 um, when the defence have done a really awesome job, we want to be able to reward them for that and not, um, not you know, throw, throw those balls straight back to well, them. Things so. did start to click in that third term. Um, it just felt like... All right, we're away. Mm. We're away now. Did you feel that momentum start to build? And yeah, and I think it was, um, you know, in in that game in particular, I felt like we were actually doing a good job of our conversion in that first half, and it was the second half that we managed to pick up more of the game ball. So we managed to get more of those turnovers. So, um, yeah, and coming out from that halftime, Mannix was absolutely on a, on the yeah, hunt. She, she yeah, she was coming out having a fly at everything, and and managed to. Uh, you know, off her own, off her own back, pretty much swing the momentum in our favour, and and we carried on with that. So, yeah, so that was that was a really good um, good charge from her. Stanners, I think uh, we actually bring some good luck to the Vixens because I know at the start when they were playing, you know, super well and mm. no one was coming near them, that it was our, you know, of course it was because of us and the podcast. And we had Renee Ingalls on last week. She got player of the match. We've got you on this week, player of the match. And I believe we've got Tegan Phillip on next week. So she'll be player yeah. of the match probably in this coming weekend. She'll be in for a ripper. <laughs> so you, good. you donate the, is it $500 to your... Junior club, which um, yeah, a grassroots or a junior club that has, um, I guess you know, from from where you started. So Girton for you, is it? Yeah, so I played for my primary school and also for my high school. Um, going through, I didn't really have a club team as such. So, um, yeah, last time the league did something like this, I I shoved it towards the, the primary school. So this time around, I thought I'd um, right. go go for the high school. So Girton Grammar, Girton Grammar in Bendigo in Central Victoria. Yeah. I remember interviewing Caitlin when I was at Wind Television yeah. in 2002 or in, in three Bendigo. in Bendigo, <laughs> just as she was starting to Making really her make her way. Still and a volleyballer. Mm. Still trying to play both. Were yeah. you back then? Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever think about if you had have chosen volleyball over netball and where you would be now? Yeah, um, it does cross my mind, you know, every now and then. And when I see the girls that I used to play with going and doing some awesome things, I kind of have that little thought of, oh, what if, what mm. if you know, maybe I could have been there. But um, I've got no regrets in terms of the choices that I've made. I think it's, um, you know, the opportunities that I've had and, and the, the pathway that I've been able to have with netball has been really incredible. But occasionally <laughs> you get the the odd, um, you know, when the girls are off at the Olympics, we had two of our girls, Taliqa and Maria Faye, um, won a really big um, beach tournament on the weekend. So, um, yeah, when you see things like that, you just go, oh, it'd be great, great to be travelling around the world and chasing summer all year and <laughs> those types of things. But it's, um, yeah, beach, yeah. Beach volleyball tan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to ask her about the fake tan? <laughs> well, before we move on from up. volleyball, actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. there was um, a, a little roll that happened on the on the court, and a lot of people have said, "Oh, yes. Katie must have done some gymnastics." I've in... got it written here: the yes. tumble, yeah. the somersault. <laughs> that one is actually a skill that has transferred from the volleyball court. So, oh, wow. yeah. So, so, what would you give yourself a score out of ten for that? Um, I didn't stick the dismount. Okay. So, so not quite, <laughs> not quite, not quite a full uh, full marks for that one. But um, yeah, it is actually. I guess when, you know, when I'm getting pushed from a defender, I'm about to fall over. It's actually um, that that volleyball dive and roll kind of comes out every now and then. I would have put a bit more mayo on it, to be honest. Yeah, all oh, right. <laughs> I would okay. have done it, you know, made it a bit more, more dramatic. I needed to go into the sign exactly, or something to make yeah. it a bit yeah. totally. Well, I like that your skirt yes, actually fine. stayed in the right position the whole way around because that's what you worry about as netballers, don't you? That your skirt ends up up around your head. But I thought you, you managed to handle that one very well. <laughs> Thanks. 
Yeah. Now I've got a serious question for you, and I know some of our listeners were talking about it on Twitter, and that was around it was a big move for you to go from the Magpies back to the Vixens. Take us through that decision-making process for you and, you know, how you're feeling now. Well, I guess initially um, from moving on from the Magpies, um, it was, I guess, a forced situation. Um, it wasn't um, wasn't my choice to leave from there. They um, decided to go in a different direction. So um, for me to, to look at continuing on and, and being able to still still play netball and, and, you know, I've still got a lot of, a lot of goals and things that I'm wanting to achieve. So, um, to be able to continue, I guess I had to weigh up kind of, you know, where, where my options might've been. And, um, I did have a couple of, couple of different options, um, on the table, but for, for me, I guess having moved around a little bit, um, one of the reasons that I moved to the Magpies in the first place was to be closer to my family and, um, to, to have, I guess, you know, I've, I've been to New Zealand. I spent mm. three years over there. Um, I th- spent three years over in Sydney and, um, yeah, I guess having a lot of time and making a lot of those sacrifices, being away from your support network and, and your family, I, I really just wanted to be closer to home. And, um, so of, of course that was, you know, one of, one of the major decisions, but also I've, I've admired from afar what the Vixens have been able to create in the last, you know, five years or so. And, um, they've got, you know, a lot of my, or, you know, awesome friends have been a part of that group. So, um, yeah, I was just really excited and, and chomping at the bit, the fact that they were, um, you know, can, they considered me as an option. Just as a follow up to that, whilst not ideal and it must've hurt at the time, sometimes things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you feel sitting here right now, you're about to chalk up your 50th game for the Vixens. Congratulations, by the way, Thank you. that, you know, maybe this was meant to be. Yeah, I, I guess um, the the more I go on and the more you know, of these kind of difficult situations you find yourself in, as much as it is all consuming at the time and it's very emotional, I feel like I put, you know, I put my heart and soul into every team that I'm a part of and, um, I you know, so it's hard not to take things personally and to just think of it as a job because if i you know, I really do invest a lot of myself into what I bring to a team. So I don't want to not do those things to take away that emotional hurt or, you know, what that yeah. I might feel just calling it a job. Um, because that caring side of me is, is you know, something that I think is an added, you know, some, something extra that I do bring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think that the, the more, I guess, some of those those times happen, I've, I feel like I can ride the waves a yeah, little a bit more. And thing as well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know that you're going to get through it and it's not the end of the world. And um, I think having, you know, having the support of my partner and my family, are, um, you know, they're definitely the ones that kind of keep me grounded and, you know, going off to see my nephew, Harry, and um, right. my niece, Frida, they're always, you know, your problems seem a little bit less when you're um, when you've got kids around and things like that. We're up to have her, aren't we? Absolutely we are. <laughs> and so are all the fans. You can tell that just at the games, how much everyone's getting yeah. behind you. And when you walked out onto court last week against the Magpies, what kind of mindset do you get yourself in when you're about to take on your old team? I think um, for me, considering we've come up against them a couple of times in the preseason, that was a good opportunity to get my nerves out. When we played yeah. them in... Um, 
up in the at the preseason tournament in Queensland, I had an absolute shocker. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good. Glad that one's done. And that one didn't necessarily get out of your system. It wasn't part of the part of the real um real competition. So um yeah, so I was glad that um we've had the opportunity to be able to do that and get rid of some of those feelings prior to, yeah. to playing them in the in the actual rounds. So um yeah, but I think you know, some of it is, is being able to put your blinkers on too, because there's all, you know, there's the media hype around it and some of that external noise. Um, yeah, just being able to kind of really narrow in on, right, well, this is what I have to do this week. And just this, another this, game. Yeah, this the is what matters. media never overhypes anything. Oh, never. <laughs> never. Ever. And look at the smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> As Clint sits up a little straighter. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got the little <laughs> twinkle in his eye. <laughs> we have a fan question, because this kind of goes on probably with what you've been talking about, from Alana Cox. Thanks for sending that in, Alana. But what's the biggest sacrifice you feel like you have made for netball? Um, whew, I don't know. I think, um, probably like the, the moving bit and, and all that comes with that, I guess, um, you know, some of the, um, opportunities to have been able to be a part of things at home or, um, you spent a lot of time in New Zealand too. That would yeah. have been tough. I spent, um, I spent three years over there. So, um, and that was, you know, in, in the height of dealing with mental health issues and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. So, um, I guess in terms of the sacrifices, they're all made willingly. Um, Hmm. you know, I don't ever, um, regret not, you know, being fully in with, with the netball. It's, um, um, I guess it's just occasionally when you, when you've got family and friends and things that are, you know, having weddings that you have mm. to miss or, or things like that. Um, but yeah, I get, I guess that's, you know, you have to really work on those relationships for them to be able to understand, but also for you to be okay with, you know, with the fact that you're making those sacrifices. So speaking of weddings, you've, uh, recently become engaged yourself Yay. to Adam. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. That almost blinded me. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a sparkler. When will we be seeing you walking down the aisle? Um, well, coming back to the state of my keys here in terms of organisation. <laughs> You've not organised anything? We've not planned anything yet. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've, um, we'll probably be looking at next year at some stage. Um, yeah, getting married. But that's the thing. He's a Kiwi, so... The, you know, the dilemma at the moment is, well, do we do it in New Zealand? Do we do it in Australia? How many people are going to travel if we do it, you know, here and here or there? Or, um, yeah, so um, we have to have to figure out all of those final details. Actually, and another thing, you've got the World Cup coming up. Just a little tournament. Yeah, just a little tournament. Now... Having actually living and playing in New Zealand, how much of an advantage does that give you, do you think, when you come up against the Silver Ferns playing for Australia? For me, that experience over in New Zealand was invaluable. It's um, to to get to know the inner workings of the way that um, the New Zealand zone works, oh, yeah. um, of, you know, to have a different perspective of the way that they're actually being taught things from a um, a basic skill level, um, I think really has assisted me to be able to, um, to get out and, and yeah. The, Cause you know what they're trying to do. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know the objective. I know what they're trying, trying to achieve. I know what they're trying to, um, trying to do out there. So, um, that experience for me and 
you know, I've still got um, still got friends who who are over there, Katrina Grant, and yeah. and a lot of those um, those girls that I spent a lot of time with. Um, you know, I I absolutely loved my time over there, but um, more from a personal development point of view, I think that was a real turning point for me to actually you know knuckle down and do some some really hard work and actually realise, well, you know what, your your talent's not going to get you there. You have to actually um, do a lot of a lot of the hard yards. So. Um, I guess I see that as a turning point, but also mm. the the absolute bonus of um, of having those, you know, to to have heard from people like um, Waimanama, she, who um, is their ex Ferns coach, about the way that that zone operates and things like that. Um, I've absolutely come home with all of that knowledge and tried to use it to my advantage. So <laughs> you played a lot for your country this time around. Getting selected was it a little bit more satisfying given what happened in the off season? Um, it was, it was a bit more unnerving to be honest. Um, I, I think because I've had to really strip things back to, um, to find my place within a new team. So, so coming into this selection, not necessarily being, um, you know, once, once you find your groove with a, with a team, um, I think it's quite easy to, you know, you know, the intrinsic timing of mm. each player and things like that. And I still, I, th- I think to be honest, the, the first, you know, five rounds of, um, of Suncorp Super Netball this year, I've still been sh- sort of trying to try to navigate yeah, what hard. my mm. role is within that team. And, and I guess my role within the Vixens now is different to what my role mm. for the last two years has been as, as a primary scorer, um, for the Magpies, I'm now in a team where the shooting load is quite significantly shared compared to what it was. And so I was kind of doubting myself, like, am I actually playing well? I'm not putting up the volume that I did the last yeah, couple okay, of years. Um, so things like that tend to play on your mind a little bit of, well, I'm doing my role for the team and what I am, you know, being asked to do. And, um, but also that's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not, yeah. So it's, it's, um, you, you hope that, you know, selectors and things like that can, can see those things. But, um, I guess, you know, again, some of that outside noise, um, starts. (laughs) Selections are the worst. It's so bad. It just gives me nightmares even thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) And so what's your preparation now? Uh, I believe, after the, your Vixens game this weekend, are you staying in Sydney with the Diamonds? Yeah, so um, we're, it's it's quite handy actually that we're playing in Sydney and the, and the Aussie camp is in Sydney. So we'll spend um, a couple of days um, having our um, Diamonds camp there um, straight after this weekend's round games. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else will be flying into Sydney. Um, then we get to return home for about three or four days, um, you know, unpack a suitcase, repack a suitcase, <laughs> um, um, see your family, friends and everybody. And then we'll, we'll be on a plane over to Manchester. Cool. What's your uniform like this year for the World Cup? Haven't seen it oh, yet. Have you? Yeah. So we'll, um. See, com games, you have no control because yeah. that's, you know, you're bigger of a much bigger Australian team. So that's mm-hmm. all decided for you. But World Cup, this yeah. is just your thing. Well, there was, uh, there was quite a contentious issue over 
Labor looking at the official tracksuit. Um, there was a, a vote that went down to the wire over whether it was yellow and yellow. Ooh. So yellow wow. top and yellow pants. And That's we thought, we were, well, <laughs> I, I was on the yellow and green bandwagon. I did not want to look like a banana. <laughs> yes. Who's on the uniform committee in the Australian team? Actually, even in Vixens, like you separate everybody into little leadership roles. Is there a uniform committee still and who sits on that? Um, I'm not sure for the vixens actually whether we've got a uniform committee. I think it's um I think the leaders just weigh in when there's things that need to um need to happen. But um yeah for for the diamonds Joe Weston I think um <laughs> Steph Woods on that De- Steph Wood was on the yellow and yellow bandwagon. Whoa. I don't with her ginger hair. I, I don't know say, how that would go. Yellow yellow orange. <laughs> well you'll be rolling out you'll be a hundred percent rolling out the fake tan if you're wearing yellow. And yellow. Yeah well, again an opportunity to ask Caitlin about fake tan. Are you a fake tanner? I know the answer to this, but are you a fake tanner? Well can't you see? I'm like I'm pretty transparent. <laughs> but you, uh, you occasionally will have a bit of a dabble. Yeah, very occasionally. I did for round one this year, and I've not touched it since. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, but I actually, well, it's I'm not going on the performance. It was more that I just can't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like fair enough. I'm kind of yeah. The, the whole routine is too much effort. What surprised well, as, you? As Inna Marie would say, too much admin. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and like how's it. the smell in the huddle that she brought up? I mean. Kate Maloney was not happy with that comment. Um, What surprised you about the Vixens? Um, I think the way that they have embraced the girls um, who are imports, I guess I, you know, and and again, it was an outward view. Um, You know, I've, I've thought that there was such a real close bond between all of the girls. And I think the way that um, MJ and Katie and Inna Marie have managed to literally uproot their lives and and come over here, um, you know, it's a very different culture to what they're used to. Um, yeah, so it's be, it's been super impressive to see that and, and also to be a part of that, to, um, you know, to be that support network for these for these girls who have come across the other side of the world, um, you know, to to have um, the girls literally set up like a carpool system when they've not been able to drive and things like that. Like I, th- I think that stuff absolutely just goes to show the extra mile um, within this group and the, the care and, and that family aspect um, of we are, we literally are each other's family. So um, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's been a really nice thing for me to see firsthand. Who makes you smile? Who's the funniest teammate? We ask it of every guest on the podcast. <laughs> give, us, um, give us a different sort of answer. Yeah, give us well, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do think KD's funny, but Mannix is the one that absolutely cracks me up. She's, um, she's yeah, she is comes out with some absolute perlers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's, her dancing, her, yeah, she just has got some great one-liners and um, I'll I'll share one with you. We played, uh, you, you'll have to, have you had Mannix on yet? Yes, you we, have, have. we have. I wasn't here um, for it, but yeah. it yeah. went out of control. It was yeah, just. Very out of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, no rules. Yeah, we, we've had a, a lot of time in the bus and things like that, but um, next time you speak to her, you have to ask her about her, um, her game of I Spy. Oh, I'll leave it with that can't one. you share it with us? Yeah. Have you been yeah. for pizza night yes. down at her place? I haven't. No, I haven't been invited down to pizza night yet. So we'll, um, yeah, I've, I'll be waiting. I think we for might that. host a podcast from the pizza Ooh, oven. Well, I'm yes. sure we can. 
can't Why we? Why not? Take it on the road. <laughs> Let's talk about this week's game. You're going up mm-hmm. to Sydney to play the Giants. Uh, you had a, quite a convincing win against them last time. However, I mean, they've been a bit all over the shot, the Giants, they haven't have. they? Sometimes they're really performing, other times not. How do you prepare for a game like this? Well, I think um, they're a team that, you know, especially in terms of some of their combinations have just grown across the competition. So even though, yes, we did get that win early in the season, I think, um, you know, they were probably a little bit undercooked with some of their injuries and the way that they could allow their, um, you know, combinations to form. So um, now that they've got quite a lot more weeks under their belt, I think they're going to be, they're going to be really tough. They're executing a lot more on um, what their game style is. So, um, yeah, I think for us, we've, we've got to go out there and, and yeah, take, take it by, by the scruff of the neck from, from the first whistle. Now, last time when I was watching, you were playing against Sam Pullman and I'm going to say this, you don't have to, but she would have to be one of the most physical defenders I've ever seen. And she was really just, the contest. yeah. And just niggling you and pushing you. And just even when the ball was down the other end, she had her elbow in your side is she the roughest going around? Um, oh, she, yeah, she'd be one of, um, I guess the, the frustrating bit for me is that, um, it's really hard to be able to stand up for yourself or to be able to re- to retaliate <laughs> because when the ball's down your end and you're copping it a bit, if you retaliate, you get the ball taken off you because it's mm. down your end. Whereas, um, as a defender, you, it's, you know, you're risking, it's a penalty. It's not a turnover resulting in a goal. So, um, yeah, so that's the bit that I find quite frustrating is that you literally just have to grit your teeth and take it. (laughs) So, so it's, and Bianca's getting too much joy out of this. Do you like like watching her play as a defender? Um, oh yeah, yes. Because it kind of reminds me, I, I used to be annoying in a way too, because you Every, weren't a pincher, were you? That's, no, that's in was, the news I at wasn't, the moment. I wasn't a pincher. But as I got slow, I had this annoying habit and Katie can <laughs> attest to this. Hang on, when were you quick? I, I was quick, but as I got slower and slower and slower, I used to hold on. Yeah. And as, because I could, you could tell the umpire only goes one way around the court. Yeah. So the umpire would be coming one right way and I'd turn my back to the umpire, but I'd be holding the shooter. Oh, yeah. So then they'd get fed the ball, but they couldn't go towards it. So it would just go over the baseline and the girls would be going, hey, yeah. <laughs> she's holding on to me, it. but yeah. the umpire couldn't see it. So yeah. Yeah. the other one was the old rip at the hips when you try to, <laughs> Bianca was also very good at that one. So the, the, the off arm, again, from the umpire. So when you attempted to go for a ball and she'd pull your weight the other way. So oh, when I the ball's you. going that way and you get pulled that way. So oh, my head went that way. My legs went that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bianca was quite good at the, the old just pulling your hips off, off the ball. We just so try whatever we can. Just a quick one. on You know how um, Ben Stratton of Hawthorne, Yes. Just to take a different tact has been mm. is going to the tribunal over pinching. Yeah. Have you ever pinched or have you ever pinched on a court? No, never. I would never no. have even thought about no. it. However, I remember Sherelle McMahon, you might be able to ask her about this at training, used to say the Jamaican girls used to pinch them. Yeah. Yeah, cool. like oh. up under their skirts oh. <laughs> used to pinch their butts <laughs> just to annoy them. <laughs> That's what I believe used to happen back right. in the day. But anyway. <laughs> no. No, I, I think probably the closest thing to anything like that that I've had is um, defenders like blowing in your eyes when you're trying what? to shoot. Oh. So when you get a gust of wind in your eyes, it makes you blink, right? 
it makes you blink. So then you're not looking at the target when you're trying to shoot. Who so does that? Can you give us oh, some names? No. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you I can't believe names. that's what there's, they do. Yeah. Blowing in there's your eyes. Bit, yeah. there's, or on the back of your neck. You know, when you, so you've had a penalty. <laughs> Is this when they're out of play? Yeah. Because So can't you've talk. had a penalty and you step in front of them so that you've got better rebound position mm. and literally they're standing right behind you and they just blow on the back of your neck. And so I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be sharing this because people are now going to start doing this. Watch out, Sam Paul. <laughs> She's going to be trying Any, Anyone with good chat? Anyone that sort of sledges? Yeah, sledging. Or... want to hear about sledging. Um, no. Have you ever popped I'd... a sledge and you just go, that's good? Uh, no, nah, I don't, I feel like there's not a lot. There's, there's a bit of like commentary on the, you know, on what's going on and things like that, or, you know, a few little words to the umpires, but, um, I no, yeah, I, don't, I don't no. feel like there's a lot. Really? I feel like this no. is a space where netball is still very clean, very yes. clean. And I, I, to be honest, I, I think it should stay that way. Um, but I think, yeah, I think people will probably... Start getting, yeah, it's just not something that I choose to engage yeah, in. Yeah, as a defender, I never thought I could sledge because they shooters can turn around and bomb a goal on you and then you've got nothing there's anyway. There's too much going so on as well. Just there's too much. Nat Medhurst, she wasn't a sledger, but she'd always have some funny yeah. kind of one-liners that mm. she'd throw out. Um, teammates to room with. You always room together when you're on away trips. Mm-hmm. Who's your favourite and who's your least favourite to room with? Um, well, I've had had Renee a few times. I feel like they're probably, they're putting the old girls together. <laughs> they're they're assuming enough. that we'll be hitting the hay pretty early. Just doing and... some knitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, no, Renee's a good one. Um, and I think um, Joe Weston and I always get along really well. Um, we've been roomies at some of the the bigger tournaments that we have for um, Aussie stuff as well. Okay. So enough of the um, nice ones though. Who's your least favourite? Um, oh. Who goes to bed really? Catherine Cox for Aussie team. She used yeah. to go to bed at eight thirty. It was so yeah. annoying because then you had to be quiet. Coxie, from, really? And she'd be up at six a.m. Mm. and open like the curtains. You'd yeah. be like, oh god. She's well, quite not... an annoying character. Not <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> organised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So who's your least favourite? Um, Hi, Coxie. Um, I would say, well, KD sleeps all the time. So she's like, she's a heavy napper. So if you, if you want to be, um, out and about having a, having a chat and being social, then maybe she's, she's She's not not the best person, but, um, she might be funny, but she needs a lot of sleep. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's dreaming about those jokes she's coming up with in her head. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. It's been a pleasure to have you on and we look forward to watching how you go dominating in your 50th game. Make sure to all of our listeners too, to jump onto nine now and watch any of the Vixens games. If you haven't seen any of them, cause they're all up there and you can watch them all. So you don't miss a minute. Thanks very much, Stannis. Thank you, Bianca. We're here if you need and we'll be back next week. Good Thanks, fun. guys.